Hi there. You're about to enjoy the Chronicles of Tom and Jamie. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin Mann. Hi guys, my name's Annabelle Knight. Hello, this is Becky Baldwin. Hello, I'm Chesney. Hey, what's up everyone? This is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. Hi, I'm Jamie from Second Cities. You are listening to the Chronicles of Podcast with Jamie and Tom, or Tom and Jamie, whichever way you want to put it on these two guys here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 120th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these right here are the Chronicles of Second Cities. It is I, the bearded brummy Jamie, and joining me, as always, is this man that's already laughing at me. It's this man right here. It's Scott with Tom. And welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. Hit it! Ladies and gentlemen, this week we are bringing you a very special guest. If you attended either of our live shows, you would have seen this man and his band, who I can hand on heart say the future is incredibly bright for. He's a vocalist for an emo metal band who spread the message that it's okay to not be okay and play, as they call it, music for sad teens with happy faces. I love that. This week we bring you a man with the greatest first name in the world from the greatest city in the world because we are joined by vocalist Jamie Martin as we bring you the Chronicles of Second Cities. Thanks for having me, lads. Thanks for joining us, my friend. <laughs> the fact that you just sucked your own dick uh, <laughs> twice uh, is embarrassing, Mr. Westwood. Oh, Sorry. He, tic- he tickled my balls as well. I, I was going to say. <laughs> Does that mean I... Do I have to put an accent on there? Do I have to put an accent like join in? If you could do a Brummy accent for this whole interview, I'd be really impressed. I'm not going to, but I just... <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably like, hold on, it's Bob. <laughs> Basically, oh, Jamie, all I want to ask you is. <laughs> oh, fuck. Sorry. Um, how, how's your Tuesday been, Jamie? How's things? How's life? Yeah, good, man. Good. Yeah, good. Good. It's been a um, it's been a nice start to the year. It's been a, it's a nice warm winter, which I love, to be fair, because that means work is a little bit easier. Um, and we've been just up to a lot as the band and it's just been a really, really cool start to 2024. Excellent. That's what we like to hear. Amazing. But before we talk about all things Second Cities, I always like to ask this question at the start of the interview. Take us back to the days when you were young and growing up, those formative years. What did you um, want to be when you grew up? Um, I wanted to be a fireman when I was really young. I think that was probably because of Fireman yeah. Sam. Like, yeah. Was like, yeah, yeah, that's probably it. Um... <laughs> And then I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to go into like maybe teaching music, but I just yeah nah <laughs> <laughs> no I saw the stress that college teachers go through and I'm like not for me <laughs> so um, I think I probably be I'd like when I was re- yeah either that or a zookeeper because I really loved elephants so yeah I really, yeah one of those like elephant trunk trunks and and. Uh, Ladders, uh, yeah, it's a bit like snakes and ladders, I guess. But... <laughs> I, I love this zookeeper, but just for the elephants. Fuck just every the other animal going. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't giraffes, give it. Fuck, giraffes yeah. get fucked, lions yeah. get in the bin. I don't yeah, give a yeah. shit about any of you, even the penguins. Fuck yeah, you yeah. all. Yeah, penguins, you can get, you can stay in the sun, man. Like, that's fine. Like, no. Right. Elephants, man. No, 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 they, 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 they care. They care. <laughs> and I care because they care. Are they the true kings of the jungle? Would you say? Uh, I'd say they're the underdogs of the of the jungle because everyone thinks they're massive, but then everyone thinks they're like pussies because of like them being scared of mice and stuff. But then like 
I don't know. I, I, wouldn't, fuck, I wouldn't fuck with an elephant. No, hell no. <laughs> Crush you. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, hippopotamuses, though, they can get fucked. <laughs> They're vicious bastards. Yeah, a vegetarian animal that kills meat, kills meat, kills humans. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. I, I, I'm yeah. going to kill it. I'm not going to eat you because I don't like you. But uh, no. I, I'll just get rid of you, mate. That's all right. It goes against my values, but. <laughs> but fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but your no time offense. here is done. <laughs> no offense to any vegetarians or vegans out there. Fair play to you. I, I just can't do it. <laughs> nah. Nah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> agreed, sir. No, I couldn't do it. But where did the love of music come from for you, especially the world of alternative music? Was it influenced on your parents or outside? Oh no, definitely not parents. Um, I mean, the ability to be able to learn music that was very much given to me, not from my mom because she doesn't know music, but she very much facilitated that for me. Um, music of the alternative I'll start with the alternative scene and I'll get into how I got into starting after so the alternative scene for me was an escape for me um, I grew up with a dad with multiple sclerosis who um, was primary progressive and it was just downhill from when I was the age of I think 4 to 15 that I can remember anyway um, and then he passed away then but for me it was always about I was always treated as an outsider so it was like that's my home that's where Mm. Yeah, so I just go. That's where I, I found beauty in what was being created out of that, out of that, um, that cultist, cult, not cultism, but that just family of misfits almost. Um, yeah, uh, my mom as a carer to my dad wasn't much of a. Um, she couldn't work because she was a full time carer, so she didn't have a lot of money. But everything that she did have, she put into being able to facilitate me she was part of the salvation she's part of the salvation army which i'm not um but she is and they facilitated me from the age of six to read sheet music and learn trombone and then from there wow. i um i then went in I, I discovered green day and punk and i just wanted to rebel so i was like all right with you i'm gonna listen to village <laughs> armstrong pick up a guitar and 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 yeah it and it just went from there really green day were a massive thing early on um and then it progressed into metal, probably late teens, to be fair, after after my dad passed. I think that's when I really got into the angst and stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, by the way. I know you talk about it quite openly and whatnot. I know it's, you know, a while oh, ago, but still. I know, I appreciate that, man. It's um it's 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 a, it's one of those ones where you don't talk about it often, but when you do, it's always like, oh wow, that that was a thing. Um yeah. but we we celebrate the beauty of the memories that you do have through songs like Misery and stuff like that, that's what that song's dedicated to. So, um, yeah, really happy to share that with people. Yeah, it's incredible. Go on, Jeremy, sorry. I was going to say, I think it's really important what you said there as well, that this sort of music was that escapism for you. Now, I'm not saying this is an elitist against rap, hip-hop and stuff like that, but I can't, I can't imagine someone going, oh, I feel really down... I need something to pick me up. I need to fill my people. I'm going to go listen to Dr. Dre. You know, I, I, I don't know. It might be there for some people, but to me, it seems like metal and that community really yeah, is I, an escape for a lot of people. I feel there is a big, there's actually an important thing of community in the metal scene. Like, I understand how these artists, like you can look at Tupac Shakur or um, Biggie Smalls and how they rapped about the the street and how the things that affected their lives in a similar way to how I would sing about songs that, that, that how life has affected me. 
Um, so I understand how they get there, but I don't see the community that the metal scene and the mm. the yeah, the alternative scene really hones in on and really captures. Um, it, it's really uh, I don't I, I don't understand it. Maybe it's the commercial just because how 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 easily accessible the music is compared to some more of these niche genres that we deal with in the alter in the alternative. Possibly. But but how do you go from playing the trombone in the Salvation Army to <laughs> being the singer of a metal band? What made you decide, fuck you trombone, I want to sing? <laughs> I was never... Well, I took lessons when I was like 13, I think, 13, 14. Very, like, they were very, like, pop-orientated vocal. It very wasn't anything to... Like, it was just someone that was a family friend that had worked on cruises and stuff and wanted to give me a few tips to get me into it um when we started cities like that's the well i, I was a vocalist with our current bassist damon in a like a two-piece like we but it what i wouldn't call it vocal it we literally did the kesha thing where you just turn up the auto tune to robot and we but it was like making pop punk music but through synths and stuff it was really weird and i was going through a proper weird phase at that time <laughs> um sounds interesting though Oh, I'll send you it. It was, it was garbage. <laughs> probably one song that you keep, but it was six minutes of the same thing. So it's like maybe you'd only need like a minute and a half of it. <laughs> but yeah, I think when we started Cities, it was me and Tony. And it was, um, I was kind of like playing guitar a lot. It was me, me on guitar and Tony on guitar. And we were searching and searching and searching. We found a drummer, we found a bassist. And we 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 had, we, we, had a couple, we tried a couple of people and the band was just like the thing is Jamie you've got the lyrics written you're singing the parts to them like so they know them you you're more than capable of doing the job why don't you just do it and I was kind of forced onto it really I I, I didn't really want to do it <laughs> um and um because I think being a frontman takes a lot of weight it, it requires a lot of weight um and a lot of responsibility and you've got to be very careful about how you treat the world and how you um you interact with people um more so than like i, I guess like i guess it's because we're in the limelight a little bit more i guess because we're the ones that people go to to get you can't ask people oh what's the emotion between between going between a g chord and a c chord compared <laughs> what's the emotion between, behind the lyrics you're no friend of mine you know what i mean it's a bit it's a bit it's, you can't really get into the, so i think that's why you've got to be really careful with it um, but I think I was kind of like, yeah, I was forced into the role and I love the role now. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't an easy transition, I don't think. Um, and it's something that to this day I'm still, still looking to work on. I mean, you're killing it. I don't think, I think it's pretty blatant that you're pretty good at what you do, if I'm really honest. And I only feel that it could just get better from here. Um, oh, thank you. And that's, you know, it's not the only reason we love having you back at the show, but I mean, because you command an audience and you you get the crowds in all the time, you know, and your tunes are fucking great. So, do you know what I mean? So, and, you, you know, you're all great. All five of you are absolutely wonderful human beings. So, um, we appreciate you more than you could possibly imagine. And I think, I think you need to give yourself a bit more credit. Oh, well, we always take it, we, we always love these comments and we really take it to heart. It's just... um. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of work, but we um, but it, it's it's sometimes it's nice to just step back a bit and just hear these people, people like yourself, say these not really nice things because we don't we don't often see it when we're so head deep into it. 
Um, we're just really, really excited to show you what's coming next. If that's how you're feeling about things right now, we're really, yeah, there's there's a lot, to, there's a lot to come. There's a, there's a lot of big messages that we're really excited to share. Yeah, I mean, I think with your performance and everything, before and the way things are going, like you can hear the love and the passion in what you do because of all, and all the success you're having as well. It's like you can you can tell when someone's like, yeah, I like it. it, it, it do you know what I mean? It, it's, there's a massive difference between people that go, oh yeah, it's it's fine. And people are like, oh my god, like was that okay? That was I think that was great, but I'm not entirely sure. Was it? You know, you could definitely hear the love. Like you could hear it in the songs as well, which we obviously will get to in a bit, but like. Um, you could definitely tell the love and the passion is there, basically. Oh yeah, hundred percent, without a doubt. Like it's 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 something I've really it's the last thing I'm thinking about of the morning. Uh, well, at night, and it's the first thing I'm thinking about of the morning. It takes my entire lunch break. <laughs> it it's something that I um I I couldn't see my life without. Um, and I'm just very grateful to share it with the human beings that I've shared it along with along the way. That's band members, present and past. Um, because obviously they've all been part of the journey. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I I know a lot of people probably don't know the answer to this question. But where does the name come from? Um, well, people think it's Birmingham, and you'd be right. That's where we start. Um, but Second City is a DJ, and we're plural, so that's part two of that. And then part three of that is the the secondary meaning to it is that Birmingham is very much frowned, well, not frowned upon, but looked down upon. Uh, across the country, like we're we're treated like we're, we're a bit stupid, like because of how we we talk and that we haven't got much going for us, um, other than knife crime, which is a really bad thing, really. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's out there, um, and it needs to be addressed. Um, but uh, honestly, we're if you look at what how many what, what incredible things have come out of Birmingham, you like. Within our own community alone, you've got Ozzy Osbourne. You, you you've got you've got Slash that was I'm pretty sure Slash was one around here. You've got Lenny that's just down the road. You've got Judas Priest that's from Warsawish Whitewell and still lives around and works in recording. Uh, you got Halford from Priest recording in Warsaw. I saw him like a few years ago. Um, you know the the scene is very much alive and kicking, and people like to make a big thing about other places. And don't get me wrong, I've seen some phenomenal phenomenal things in our scenes um but it's happening elsewhere as well and um like credit to those places as well because they're picking up on what we, we they pick, they, they, it all came from us so i think it's important to um to recognize that in our message and our name yeah no it's decent i mean my favorite comedian slash actor slash human being comes from comes from birmingham so and john oliver so just yeah yeah, yeah. i love you've him got, so you've got You've got so many. You've got, you've got Brum the car. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, like <laughs> local legend. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolute minkies. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, wish I knew him personally. Like, but <laughs> could never get him to stop for me. Like he was always on the go. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'd say it's 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 a phenomenal place to be, and it's 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 forever growing. You look at the you look at the creative sector of Digbeth and how it's it's expanding and, and forever growing. You've got different sections, not just in music but in creative arts as well. And um, I think people just sleep on it a bit much, which is why we wanted to address that in our name. Nice. I like that. I like that a lot because, like you say, it is. There's so much going on here, and yeah, people hear the accent and go, "Yeah, they're stupid." So, <laughs> yeah. So you're absolutely right. But I just wanted to 
touch back. You were talking a minute ago about being a front man and how you yeah. didn't really ever want to do that. Being front man on a stage, you've got to have that persona. You've got to put yourself out there. Be that. How hard was it for you to adjust to that side of it, not just singing in a studio? I mean, I'd done it with the previous acts that I'd been in with with Damon. Um, as this like, because it was to say, it's him on guitar. We had a bunch of synths and drums on backings, and it was me on front on there. So I'd had a bit of experience with it in the past. I think like. The only way that I, the way that I, I kind of, I just watched thousands of hours of the artists that inspired me and did what I wanted to do and saw how they created, like Billy Joe Armstrong's probably one of the biggest ones who, back in my early years, was showing how, how he commanded crowd. I watched his video with Bullet in a Bible, um, where he's commanding like however thousands of people in Milton Keynes to do the same thing in synchronization it's like i want that i want to be able to spread my message that in my songs that i want to write and have people sing them back to me in that fashion and that's how mm. i do it that's i like that i like that a lot because you do just sort of have to not ignore the crowd but sort of not get in your head holy fuck there's a lot of people out there <laughs> And it happens. It happens. Like we've played, we we um we played a show a show in Sheffield, um, and it was like this underground show. And we were like, okay, we don't, we weren't know, we didn't know what to expect. We got there, there was like people throwing, um, like giant inflatable like pineapples everywhere. It was outside. There was people. There was like flats above us throwing rocks down at us because the noise was that loud. It was like there was it was a whole turbulent evening, but it was such a sick show and it was packed and it, the, uh, it, like just before we start the first song my leg always goes especially with especially uh when we're play, playing at the thing and our drummer always needs to go for a piss um it's really bad always needs to go for a piss this we've we played breaking <laughs> bands festival and um we had a featured drummer coming on for one of the songs halfway through the set and josh was like i just need to go for a piss and he took the he took the piss um <laughs> and we were running late we were like shit alfie jump on stage now we need you to play with us to fill in until josh finishes having his pit like having his piss uh so we ended up starting the set with this featured drummer instead of it being like a, a big thing halfway through the set um i think it happens to us all um and like but I think if, if you if you're not nervous, then what why why like you're doing something wrong? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to be nervous doing something you love, otherwise you don't care. No, exactly, exactly. You're giving up. Absolutely. So the first Second City song, "Broken Lung," was released in 2019. How long before that? Did... Oh, so how long before that did you guys get together then? If that wasn't if that's the first official song. So Tony and I founded Second Cities. I think it was we were talking about it at the end of 2016. It officially started in rehearse, like me and him jamming together and writing stuff in early 2017. The official lineup was first lineup as a full band where we could record and perform started in September 2017. That was a lineup of um, myself. Tony, uh, James Docker on guitar, uh, Zach Edge on uh, bass, and Tommy Holden on drums. 
Amazing. So you say Broken Lung was the first official release. So was there yeah. other songs before that? You went, get rid of them, get rid of them. <laughs> uh, we we went and recorded like a three, like, a, like we did it in 10 hours. We just went and just did a live recording of three songs that we could just send off to promoters just to start getting some shows in. It wasn't something that we were planning on putting out to the public. And I have still got them on SoundCloud private, so I can go back and go, oh my god, like look at effort, like Tony, mate, look, look at where we are now. We've done it, mate. <laughs> we're not shit. <laughs> we're not. We're not there, but we're not shit. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it was. It was that we had three songs that they were falling in, tides, and not for anyone. Some, may one of those may make a return at some point. Um. Not, not any time. <laughs> that's right i mean ha- what actually made you want to go down like the emo metal type style like was it just influences because obviously say we billy joe armstrong is one of your heroes and obviously green day are pop punk so what made you go in, in a completely different direction um well i, I in college i really got into stuff like bring me like, the same paternal album was brought out it like brought to my attention and i wasn't really into that much screaming stuff i was into like some very like fringe of that like the blackout who were coming back um and the what odd you meet six song or whatever song that had like an ollie sykes feature on it or whatever like they yeah. were the odd thing that i was like okay that that's like fringe and silverstein actually um smashed into pieces oh. Silverstein, that one song that's what got me into uh because I remember Tommy, my uh, first drummer, like we go back to keyboard lessons when I was 11. Um, and when we were younger, he was getting into metal. He first introduced me to Slipknot. I wasn't really into it, though. I wasn't, I just didn't get it at the time. I, I appreciate it a lot more. It's still not something I go out my way to listen to, but if it's on, I'll, I'll jam to it. Um, but I introduced him to Silverstein, and that's kind of where, like, the, it was like there were hints throughout, but then I think Sempaternal for me was the one and then, well, to be fair, there were bands before that, like Broken Side, that were doing like this, uh, like the electric dance, crunkcore, yeah. screamy stuff that was what I was experimenting in before Cities. Um, which, yeah, oh, that's buried. <laughs> You're never seeing that again. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think, yeah, just look, yeah. So it was, the, it was the, it was the Sempaternal album. Uh, probably bits of my chem as well. That probably, and and then obviously there was like bits of Linkin Park, but I didn't really delve into their heavier side until after Chester sadly gone. Like that, I didn't actually spend that time. It wasn't something that was really in my circle of music I was listening to with my friends at the times. Okay. So, so was that so the sound that Second Cities is now? Obviously, it's more polished and modern than it was when he first started. But is that always been the sound and the focus of the band? That emo metal sort of sound, or yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the the thing that we say to ourselves is that we want to be the heaviest commercial band that you've ever heard. Like we want to be that band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like I don't. Uh, people will go. And I don't like in some ways, and I understand it. But I want to rather be the lightest band on the side of things where it gets a bit elitist. I'd rather be a band that is uh, that fringe band that like Silverstein was to me. I want to be mm. that bridge band for these, for the for people to grow into, into, into our scene and 
ease into it before they start listening to Cradle of Filth, like, <laughs> which is on the car in the regular, like, it's, it's banger, but like, I don't expect people to start there, <laughs> start with us. <laughs> I like, I like that a lot, actually, because you don't hear many bands go, no, I want to be one of those gateway bands that brings people into this side of it. I really like that. I like that a lot. Well, if we don't bring people in, where's that, where do we expect our community yeah. to be? Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to be alone. And that sounds just a bit sad for me. I'm already a bit alone as it is. I work from home and I don't get out. So <laughs> it's important for me to have to have a community and to have, to have uh, you know, connections with people. So I'm going to do that through, through my music if you want to be. A sad geezer, go and do it. But it's not my, it's not my mark of the tea. <laughs> my mark of the tea yeah. Uh, nice, hey, nice. That was good. Good, I like that. <laughs> your lyrics, Jamie, we touched on it. You mentioned about misery earlier, but obviously it's quite personal for your dad and stuff. Like, are all your tracks, are all your lyrics personal? Or do you have some that you've written that are a bit more story-based or political in any way? Oh, 100%. Like, so... The, Oh, we could go through them all. Broken Lung was um, a bit of a, like a rhetoric of, you know, we're, we're sick of... It, it, that was very much when I was like, you know, I think... When was that released? 2018? It was, when it was, it was just after Brexit or something. And again, I'm not going to go down the, the, which, which way we should have gone or which way we shouldn't have gone. I just was angry that we weren't talking properly with each other about it. Like, it was something that was very contentious. It was being dialogue. It was friction. And with friction, you don't get anywhere. Like, like um, I'd rather be slipping across the floor rather than if, like in, in getting through talks <laughs> rather than like, you know tripping over every hurdle. Um, there are songs that are from a personal place, like misery. Um, I'm trying to think what's released. So, uh, <laughs> and what is it released? Oh God, it gets it gets complicated fast. Um, like a moth was another more of a uh, I see through. <laughs> Like your charade of, of like your rhetorics of how you talk about and how you stigmatize groups of people, minority groups in 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 right wing media, and that again that comes from me rather than the full band. But I think when you are representing a band that is you know representing such a diverse group of people, you kind of if you're not taking that stance, then you aren't being true to 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 the people that. That you represent, um, and if you don't agree with that, then don't listen to our music. Um, uh, like, well, it sounds harsh, but we'd rather have people there that are, you know, for for, for that than not. Um, you've got songs like "Friend of Mine," which were written for, and "Oceans," which were written for band members rather than myself. It was written on their emotional turmoil or difficult situations. So "Oceans" was written about Adrian with Josh's ex-girlfriend and some turmoil that he was going through in relationships with her at the time before they got back together and then broke up again and yeah we never saw her again um and a friend of mine was written about some internal conflict in the band that had happened between two members um and it was a very therapeutic time to actually just write that song to to get out the frustrations get out the you know the difficulties that was um like if you go to TikTok, you'll find you'll 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 find that you'll scroll through. You'll eventually go, oh, well, shit. <laughs> That's what it was about. I recommend that because you'll go, oh, shit. Um, and <laughs> it didn't actually do what it says in the video. Um, but it was it was it was kind of close. Um, and 
then you've got songs that are, we've got coming out that are more written about situations that I've seen very close friends, maybe band members, maybe former band members, maybe other people in that aren't right. And there isn't enough things being done about it. Um, and I don't want to touch on that too much until the songs start coming out because it's yeah. going to be like like the video that we want to treat. But what I will say is the way that we're going to treat the videos along with it, it's going to be very much a story driven thing. And we want it to be treated with the utmost sensitivity. And we've got to be really careful with how we do do it because there are a lot of people who are affected by this and may find some of it triggering. So we want to make sure that we are you know, just being absolutely sensitive with those subjects. I really like the fact that you speak to a lot of songwriters and stuff like this. Oh, I went for this. I went for this. I went for this. I went for this. But you've gone, no, this band is for all people. So I'm going to write songs and with the band about things they're going through as well. Because, yes, my drummer's a person. He's going through shit. My guitarist is a person. He's going through shit. I like that. It shows that, you know, it is a whole band thing. It's not just this is my issues that I want to talk about. It extends as far as our community and our fan base as well. Like I know there are people that have been going through really difficult times and have found connections. And I mean, like you've got like Zach, um, who is our, is our, what we, we call him our moth man. He's, he's our young fan from up, uh, South Portish way, Liverpool kind of way. Um, and he's like, got kid uh kid he's had issues with his kidneys um and he's just recently had his transplant and you know he he, he drifts towards towards certain songs and I, like but then you've got other other fans that are uh maybe they are they they identify as trans or they and their family don't accept them and they they find that you know well we don't we don't care who how you identify so long as you are happy and you are like you want to be around us and that's that's all all it takes really and they gravitate towards other songs because they uh, and uh, I, uh, I love that we can do that with our fans because it means that if they find a time where it might be difficult they know that they can reach out to us we have fans that message us and when they say they're going through a difficult time as like a, as another trans fan who's called um, Matt, who sometimes goes through a difficult time and messages us. And, and you know, we, we, you know, you want to be there for, for the people who are there for you and to put time into your, into your, into your thing, the thing that, you, that makes you happy. Um, and we are, we are more than happy to always take those, take, take those conversations with them and, you know, be that support network. And sometimes it may come to writing music that may reflect what they're going through because, it's such a uh a, 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 well it just just sometimes makes the, the juices fly it, it it just does it makes them really flow and and you can write something really passionate about something when someone's going through a really difficult time um and being really empathetic towards those people i love that but you sound like when get me words eh? um when you're writing songs for your own personal thoughts and feelings is that quite therapeutic for you to like get these thoughts out of your head onto paper? Oh yeah, it hundred percent is. It's just really difficult. Um, I I find I can write about. I find that I write about situations 
not when I'm in them. Like I find that they come mm. away, they they come after the situation in the in the in the moment. I'm probably writing. I'll probably, when I'm going through some turmoil, I'll write about a song that's got get completely different about what I'm actually going through. It's very rare that I write a song that's in the present. Misery was written uh ten years after my dad died. So like it, it, in that uh, I tried in the past to write songs and they just never did justice. And I felt like Misery was finally. The way that I managed to get it on paper, um, and none of those original ideas ever translated over to misery eventually. Um, so it's weird how these things just crop up uh, in different times. Um, uh, but I, I do find that the therapy is there, just not. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just takes time to process. I think sometimes what you're yeah. going through to be able to then get it into an idea. I suppose it's coming out with a clearer head as well. Now you've processed it and gone through it, you can sort of convey that. Oh, yeah. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably talk about the song that's not been mentioned, which is actually Behind You, uh, oh. seeing as we've not talked about that at all yet. That hasn't even popped yeah. up once. Chewing Teeth. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> with Ryan McCombs of Soil slash Drowning Pool. How did this even come about to begin with? <sighs> Um, so our former management, um, Martin, absolute legend, um, he he contacted Ryan, his friends with Ryan, got him on speed dial, like, yo, got this band looking for a feature on their, their uh, upcoming singles. Um, Ryan gave me a call. He said, like, send me what you've got. I sent him a friend of mine and Chewing Teeth and something else, which isn't actually out yet. Um, but um, I can't give you a date on that yet. Um, and um that was the he said chewing teeth was what he he figured and it was his wife um that said yes you need to jump on this band they sound sick you need to do this um they'd be really good for you to work with so massive shout out to mrs mccombs um it was then he contacted us um he's like what do you want us to do and i was like well do you want to do the whole like my section that i'm doing over it um in where he's doing his part and he's like no i feel like you've already written your part let me do let me do me he just went in and he just sent me these two for two files and it's pretty much him doing the same it's just him doing the same thing twice and it was perfect and um like when you listen to it by by itself, it's like what? <laughs> I open it, you know, like I need to hear what he's doing. I open it, I was like what? But then when you put it into the song, it was like oh my god, this guy's a genius. And it's got to be said, he's the most humble person I've ever met. Like he's so relaxed, he's so like chill. He like he's always made us feel really at home when we've seen it. Like who like we we saw him together. Um, yes, yeah, um, and. That was the same show that we shot this at. What the video? No, no, the photo. Oh, the photo. Yeah, the photo. We shot that. We shot that um, in one of the in one of the rehearsal rooms where I think you guys probably did the the interview with him as well. I think maybe. That's. Um, I remember you saying, "Oh, we've we've done something. I can't talk about it." Though. I was like, "Yeah, yeah what are was, they? What are they up to?" <laughs> yeah, that was this, and then we we weren't expecting like the video, but it was like, "Yeah, man, I'll do the video." And then we we hide that out in Digworth, um, like this, like uh, it doesn't exist anymore. It disappeared out of nowhere. It's like a proper one time thing. Um, but it had like these like projectors all across the screen, which is all the background to the video. Um, 
and we, we filmed that with Damien, John and Jamie who did uh, Damien did Friend of Mine Jamie did Misery's video so we thought to complete the trio we'd get them both to do that together um, and yeah it was just it was it's phenomenal um, we yet to actually perform it live with Ryan um, I'm really 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 hoping that it'll happen soon um, we are we are I keep messaging him but he's he's a really good, he, he didn't do balance already, man. Like yeah, he's a busy boy. <laughs> busy boy. Imagine doing that video though. You're standing there performing next to him, or you're just looking over, going, "Is this happening? Is this it, real?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like it was mental. It was absolutely it was absolutely mental. We were like that. Like he he just walked in and he was just like so so. Like you he, come in with his ass. And he's just like he's he's cut. I think he's like, be right back. He, like he goes into goes into dressing room. Comes back out, he just walks into the room, and as soon as he walks into the room, there's just this like massive aura around him. Like it's like, whoa, that he's he's minties. Um and it was proper it was proper game for all the ideas as well. It was it was like it was it was when we first said to him, like, yeah, we want you to like batter up the, this bad man character this bad man character is <laughs> represents these like certain things. Um, like, because he's a baddie, basically. We want you to be the the, the hero here. It was like, so you want me to be acting? And we were like, we'll work it out, man. Uh, but on the day, he was he was all for it. It, it worked out as a really cool video. O overall, I couldn't ask for any more. And I'm just really happy that we not only did something really cool, but we also made a really good friend. Yeah, which is incredible. What's the song actually about? Um, it's about um seeing through a. Facade of a friendship that turns out to be more of a um, where you realise basically that they're just, they're using you for for certain things like they, okay. they basically yeah it's it's very much a, like a one way street it's like if if you if you were to turn it your way around it wouldn't be reciprocated kind of thing so um yeah that's what the song's about and it's more about like seeing through that and then being um. Like even though you're down about it, you you're also you know it's the right thing to do. So it's like it's like it's like that interim feeling that you feel when you're going through something that's really crap when you're falling out with somebody. Yeah. Um, but you know that it's that it's the right step, and you know that it's going to take you into further directions. This song was written, uh, two thousand and Oh wow! It's been um, signing for a while. Yeah, there's with with the lockdown. Um, we were obviously people were stuck. We were we were lucky because we just finished our EP just before. Um, so then we we like, uh, just dropped that single by single. Um, to to fill out that gap. Um, because we were planning to go and just go straight and record the songs much sooner. Um, with with the lineup of. Uh, myself, Zoe, who was going by the name of Ellie, maybe Zoe, um, Tony, Damon, and Josh. Um, but then because of the lockdown and everything, Zoe left the band, and that's when what I came in, and we went and did these songs. Out of all the songs that we've dropped, Blur in Time and Friend of Mine were written. After what I joined, um, and so was misery. Trinity's the only one that's older, but it, it was something that we were like, 
it kind of held up, I think, with us, with the way that it was kind of taking us down the heavier route that we were trying to reach compared to stuff like Broken Lung at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, it kind of it kind of gave us a bit more edge, and that's why I think we, we, we took it to, to Steel City to record. So I do, you did you just mentioned the man himself, and I, I've got a, in, I'm interested in the origin. That man behind you, not Ryan, but Bagman. What is the what is the story, the origin of Bagman? Where did the, where did this come from? Um, wait for the Netflix series. No, seriously, it's a difficult one. Um, Bagman represents fears, anxieties, uh, and uh, the 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 kind of like stigma that comes around with that as well um he he kind of the the way that we wanted to use him is that he was very much like this anti-hero he represents everything that's bad and but we understand him uh because you mm. know as character as people ourselves as band members ourselves we've been through these different emotions quite heavily in different ways especially myself um and that's where he originated from uh, we do plan to dive deeper into more about him. He he he's someone that um he's no friend. Or he's, uh, we we something actually a a fan and like one of our biggest fans, Jack. I'm gonna give Jack a shout out for this because he actually had the Bagman tattooed on his neck, which is a bit yes, like I saw that. yeah. I'm like wow, okay. Like, I've got the Bagman on my leg, but I haven't got the Bagman on my neck, like. <laughs> And he, he put, I think he put in a status like, I, um, what's it called? Um, you're no friend of mine, but I won't run from you. And it's kind of like, um, he's kind of like playing on two different lyrics from two different songs, one that's released, one that isn't, because he's that much of a fan. Like, he knows, the st- he knows lyrics, the songs that we've performed like twice, like that. And I'm like, how? We haven't got it, like, we haven't got a video <laughs> anywhere, like, how? Um, and yeah, he we do plan to go further down the line of more character building, um, with different releases, um, whether it be Bagman or something else. Um, I, I guess it's the the city second city's cinematic universe. I'm going to get like uh yeah, we have like Doctor 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 Josh Strange or something. Um, <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> Tony's in the place, Spider Man. Um, yeah, yeah, Tony but, ain't uh, getting that hair in a Spider Man mask. Come on. Oh, mate. Uh, oh, mate. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> what, just to get at the bottom. I mean, what, just like, come out, like, 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 this at the bottom of my hand. Like, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, it is, it's something that I think as musicians, I want to kind of not want the music to give a place for people to think and get in touch with their inner self and if these another purpose of Bagman is he's a faceless entity that anyone can project themselves onto they can go yeah okay he doesn't look like me but no one looks like that but I understand those feelings and I can say yeah I I, you know that's someone who that's who I felt in the past and I think we plan to continue that in different aspects um and just build it around an understanding of a better culture behind diver- uh, equality, diversity, uh, stronger respect and acknowledgement of, form- uh, of 
mental health and building a poor mental health and how to improve on that. Um, and just an overall just a bit of an accept, bit of acceptance. I just feel like there's a bit too much conflict going on. Like people are arguing on Facebook statuses, there's a war going on across the across the pond. Like, uh, need a bit of peace. Absolutely, I really like that idea because, like you say, it gives that that fa a face. To, I know it doesn't have a face, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm Maiden have got their Eddie and stuff like that. He's their hero. Where you sort of flipped that and gone, no, he's a bad guy. Let's get Ryan McCombs to beat the shit out of him. Like, you know? yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. It's really clever because it sort of gives that anti-hero, like you were saying, it's really, really clever. And uh, go to everyone. We do plan to have other characters. In the future, which I don't want to delve into much, but there, there will be more bad. There will be, but there may be good. So I mean, uh, it it we want to tackle different subjects in different ways. Bagman is the character for anxieties and fears, and being scared of change or being scared of a really difficult situation that you feel like you can't escape from. We've got other characters that we want to represent through other songs in a very different light almost are inspiring rather than someone that you can acknowledge and take on as your demon almost that you want to conquer you want to obviously like have other ways of being like okay there are things that you can't like you know there are here's here's an example of someone that's you know, yeah going through it that can can deal with it in a better who goes through something in a different way and handles it and his his inspiration for you to go and make those changes in your life um, as I say, like being too detailed on it, it's really sensitive. But if we do it right, I hope it it, touch, it, it I, I really sincerely hope it touches a lot of people's lives in, in a positive manner and helps them get the help that they need. Wow. Incredible. Jamie, big question. Big question. I know you've got an announcement tomorrow, <laughs> right? Which obviously this comes up Friday. So yeah, that's fine. Um, is there a second cities album coming? Um, that we can talk about. If you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. I just thought <laughs> I'd ask the question. Um, um, I mean, like, it's the worst kept secret. Like, I'm gonna, <laughs> say, I'm gonna say no, 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 there's definitely not an album coming. Um, like, if there was an album coming, it's certainly not soon, but. I'm not going to confirm or deny the process of an album being discussed. Okay. Uh, um, but the, the, no, no. Okay. 13 tracks, no. The only reason <laughs> I ask is because obviously today's generation of Spotify listeners and people that listen to music obviously clearly prefer singles now. Because I, I feel like it's a, I think, I feel like this day and age, it's like, that was great. What's next? That was great. What's next? That was great. You know what I mean? It's like within a day, they're like, cool, next. And you spent years perfecting this and writing this and whatever else. So, I think an album is would be would be great. I think for for you guys personally more than anything else, just to have one there. But is this why you've dripped and drabbed singles instead of just going? Here's an EP. Here's an album. I think there's just so many different ways to tackle it, and I think that for the the band that we were at the time when we were doing these single drops and then doing the EP drop with yeah with the old and then doing single drops and then whatever with chewing teeth dropping at this three. That was working for, for and that works for a lot of artists. And I think it's really great as a way to start building the community. But I think personally for me, 
not that I even yeah, not that I do go and necessarily go and record uh, listen to a full album in one sitting, but I do I do think that it's um the way that the industry will look at you is very different. If you are able to drop an album and prove that you can you can get sales out of it, then you are gold dust in that, and that proves mm. that you've got you've got not only a uh, you not only got a fan base, but you've got a message or you've got material that is worth going to the masses. And I think, yes, it's very cost effective and it's very possible for artists, especially like you know the, the SoundCloud rappers or like these rap artists who can produce on a laptop and mix it in their bedroom and get it out there. On a regular basis, it is the most effective way to go about it. Um, and does that mean that we're not going to still drop many singles off this album that doesn't exist? Um, no, we probably would still drop a lot of album uh, singles off of this album that definitely doesn't exist. That's thirteen, thirteen <laughs> tracks long, um, <laughs> or twenty six, or thirty, thirty nine, or whatever whatever number you want to make up because it doesn't exist, so it's fine. Um, but I, I, I definitely think I think that the way that you release music now should still follow a similar format of getting singles out there but if you've got something that you want to treat as a full package why not like what like you, you yeah how many artists were dropping albums before they were getting big before the the surge of singles like i get the what the reason to keep it want to keep it relevant but to stay relevant but the better thing to do is get people to just keep listening to your music rather than being a short fad and then getting over it. You want yeah. people to yeah. you want the longevity. So why don't you just build that stronger community? Like I I've always like I feel like I curse myself with the way that Spotify pay artists. Um when I said to myself when I was like 13, I'll be happy if I could play to 40,000 people like on a tour like a night for three months if I have to go and work in Tesco. Um like obviously like that's not how I'd like to be like it to go, but the, the sentiment is still there. Like so long as my message reaches those right people, I think that's the right that's what I care about. Um but if you if your goal is to just keep yourself relevant as much as possible and you have the way of being able to facilitate recording loads of singles all the time, go for it. Um but I think Eventually, you've got to get an album. You've got to you've got to prove that you can get into the album cycle because it's completely different to the singles. You can just write a song and release it, and then you've got twelve weeks to re re record and release another one. Like with an album, you've got to write it all. You've got to record it all. You've then got to get all the videos together, and before you've even started releasing the first single, if you want to stay on top of the similar kind of process that uh, people do with their like in terms of how often you can release you need to already start recording your second album before you've even started dropping the first single which is probably going to happen to us like at the end of this year because we're definitely not recording an album um <laughs> I, I suppose as well with you guys as well like if you were to record an album i know you're not but if you were to record an album like it would make a lot more so because of the messages you send you can put that package together of yes, this is issues. Here's a there's like processes to get over. You know, you can put that together like 
a linear, not a story per se, but you, you know what I mean, like to get that message across. I wouldn't like I said when I when I said earlier, like wait for the Netflix series. I'm not like I'm only semi semi joking there because like the amount of content that we want to put into the video story behind it, making have it all make sense. Like I, I eventually like the way I see it is that I want to build characters and music that represents feeling and emotion that people go through that can be translated into a series that could be adapted by somebody if they so wish to because at the end of the day the message is way more important to me than anything um like don't get me wrong like i'd love i'd love like 50 grand a year like for you to stream my music like per band member so like yeah quarter a mil sort me out sort me out spotify um but at the same time, like if if it's making difference to those to the people that need it, that's 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 great. That's right. brilliant. I've I've made that I've made that um I've made that contribution to the world. Incredible. And talking about like spreading a message and things like that. Like I said to you the other day, like I'm gutted we couldn't get you on before the first live show like we wanted to, but I'm actually now in hindsight glad because 2023 was one hell of a fucking year for you guys. And one of the big things you did as well was you were part of make a noise for the Sophie Lancaster mm -hmm. Foundation. From the moment we reached out, reached out to you to play that first show, you spoke about how important the foundation was to you and how much you wanted to support it. So getting to actually do this live show must have been a big deal. Oh, 100%. Like we, we, we applied on the whim of, like, you know, oh, we've done, we've done, we've done Chronicles before uh, for Sophie. I think we've done a couple of different ones in the past, but nothing as big as Chronicles was. For, for you guys when you when you first did it, that was it was phenomenal and it's been really really great every time. Um, so we were like, yeah, let, let's do it. Like, let's let's apply. Let's see what they come back with. Um, and we wouldn't really expect anything of it. And then they come back with a message, and we were like, ah, <laughs> we've got four days to record this. <laughs> four days. Uh, it, it was a very short. It was a very short window. Um, it required. Uh, very, very talented and very, very loving. I basically treat him like a dad, even though he's my age. Um, <laughs> um, Jay Shredder of uh, Shredder Live Lounge. He he's definitely not recording our album at the minute, um, <laughs> and we definitely didn't have any rec album recording dates on the weekend leading on the weekend that we had like to record the video on. So he ended up getting the builders in and. Um, having some constructive surgery done to his whole building <laughs> to, to accommodate uh, having a whole bunch of rewiring and having it concreted back over um, in, in like literally two days before we did, we, before we did the video um, for make a noise. And we, we, we do, we do intend to eventually release, um, we do intend to release that video in full eventually. And, um, maybe in sections as one song per each but for now we just we've said that we'll leave it at least 12 months um so that if people want to watch it you've got to go and watch it on the sophie site because that's where the message is about like we'll use it as promotional item for now it's for sophie and that's what it was all for um and you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to putting it out to people on our own platforms later right now go to the sophie read read the read the message read what the story is about and go and donate if you think it's something that's worth worth contributing to which i i personally think it is absolutely but you guys looked and sounded fantastic on that that's the first thing I, when you first came up i was like shit me these guys look incredible like fair play to 
Jay and to you guys because the quality of that recording is phenomenal. Oh, thank you, man. Like I think we did two or three takes of each song, and we were just like, okay, which which one's the best one of each one? We'll just take that one song and we'll just throw it there. Um, and it was yeah, there was one song that's definitely not on the album that's on that video as well. Um, <laughs> um, that again, if you want to hear it, it's that's the only place you're gonna hear it for for a long time. It's a, a live version of the song, but it's um, it'll give you a sneak peek into something that definitely doesn't exist. So uh, part of me wants to ask, like, when can we expect new music for you guys? But I know you've got this announcement tomorrow. And it's like the fact that ah, there's definitely not an album coming. So it can't be part of that. So it... <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely not that. Um, it's 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 definitely something else. I can, I can guarantee you it's definitely something else that we're announcing tomorrow. This is going out on Friday and it's going to probably yeah. announce it by yes, then. It like is, this. Yeah. So by then we'll be on to, we'll be announcing a mini tour run with uh, a band called Call of Sharon and a band called Ocean Sleep. We're doing Bradford, Sheffield and Bristol. Um, we've played with Ocean Sleep a few times up in, in the north and they're wild and Call of Sharon are coming abroad, from abroad. Um so it's going to be a really cool. It's going to be a really cool uh, little package together. If you're if you're in any of the areas, then please come down and come and join our family, um, and be part of be, be part of what Second City is about. Um, and uh, come and watch some really cool bands as well because they're really heavy. I think we're like the Britney Spears act of the evening in comparison to, <laughs> to everybody else. Like, like Ocean Steep go hard and Call of Duty go really hard, and then we're there like, oh, I see you like a blur in time. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different like but um i think yeah we'll, we'll we may be changing the set a bit and maybe bringing some heavy material that's not on this album <laughs> onto those mini runs so if you want to hear some new stuff that definitely doesn't exist definitely come to the show so <laughs> you've been making quite an name for yourself up north haven't you Oh, they love us. I don't get it. Like, I love it. Like, thank you, like, so much. And like, I say, I don't get it. Like, 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 I expect people to think we're really bad. But um, I, I just, it just, it's just wild. Like, maybe it's because of how much we've done in Birmingham, like, over the, like, over our foundation and people, like, how incremental the improvements have been since people from Geek to Geek, people haven't really noticed. Whereas, like, Sheffield, we hit them, like, quite late on. We hit them, like, first time in 2022, I think it was. Um, so quite late on in, in uh, quite far late into our um our recent like changes in material and sound um stage production and things like that. Um. So yeah, they they really they really really like us up in the north, and uh, we we I think we're taming it back a little bit on the Midlands for a little bit. I think we've got two Birmingham dates this year. No, I think we're going to stick to that, maybe do Wolverhampton. Um, but apart from that, we're going to concentrate on these areas that are really loving us at the minute, build our community there, and then see if we can bring them down to, to, to something at the end of the year, which is going to be quite cool, which I can't announce yet. But we are looking at doing something quite cool with a bunch of friends. Uh, um, and we'll see what happens. It's amazing. Are there any places you haven't played that, that you really want to play? Um, we're playing Bradford, which I haven't played yet. I want to play. Um, I want to play. We haven't played London yet. I really want to play London. It's just getting the right opportunity at the right time. Um, I'm really. I, I love. I love. There are plenty of shows and there are plenty of promoters that have been asking. It's just 
we want to make sure that when we do come to London that we're making it everything that we we that people expect from a band that they they're watching in London where everything's double the price. Um, so we we just want to hone in on a couple of other things before we take on it on 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 that. Um, but that's more in, in terms of our stage production rather than where we are as a band, and that'll just come with these like shows as long as people come and show and buy our merch. <laughs> I'll um that'll come and show hopefully shortly and we'll be getting into there. I also really want to play Amsterdam. There's a there's a there's a bar that's on the um it's on the canal front and it's um it's like it, it sits below the canal basically so if it floods it floods. But they've got amps <laughs> built into into the wall and it's so cool. Like you've had everyone from Aussie to 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 Green Day to all like all these mad massive musicians just like in this proper like dive bar that's just playing like like motorhead twenty four seven. Like they shut the doors with the music still left on it from throughout the day. It's like it's, it's like that's how that's how metal this place is, and it's so cool. Um, I hear really good things about like this um Ibiza scene as well. Surprisingly for metal, which I I, I know it's very strange, but I've heard good things from um from a few different people about the shows over there, and um I'd love to do America at some point. I mean, I think everyone would love to do America. Like songs like yeah, I'm not gonna. Get shot for being gay or something like that, then I'll be okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll avoid Texas or something like that. We'll, we'll, stay, we'll, stay away. we'll stay away. We'll stay away from, from anywhere that might, might. We'll just do California. We'll do California and <laughs> New York. Skip everything in between. That's all you need. They're the main places anyway. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. yeah you've, got, you've got Broadway and then you've got California. And you, so you've got, you know, I'm safe in both places. <laughs> So looking forward to the future, do you guys have like a five-year plan, should we say? Or is it, let's go with the flow, see how things go, hopefully it'll be all right? I, I want to say that we want to, we, have, we have kind of like a cycle that we wish to follow. Um, so it's rather than it be a five-year plan, it's more of a, let's continue, let's follow this, this on repeat, which builds the momentum, which then opens up these doors. Mm. Um Right now, we, uh, uh, with our manager John at uh, uh, Four Jump, who we've recently uh, worked, uh, added ourselves to, um, we've been looking down the route. How do we further find our community, um, and how do we further associate the connection of what the representations of Bagman are um, with with, uh, with with that character? And it, yeah, it's it's. It's less of a five-year plan, more of let's get this, the whole story packaged together of what we want to do with this album that doesn't exist, and um, then what's the next story that comes out with the album that definitely won't exist after that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that so we're, we're right now we're kind of like in storyboard mode of some of that part. Um, majority of it's sorted. It's just like the little really sensitive parts that we want to get right and um, I think that it's probably going to be a three year I think it's, well, it's a two year cycle I believe we're probably looking at so like two two years from the album one that doesn't exist you'd be looking at album two coming out but that would be based on singles coming in between to fill that out whilst we're getting yeah. ourselves through the second section Um 
maybe a couple of covers as well. I mean, there's definitely a cover on the album that doesn't exist, um, which would be interesting to... Interesting. I don't care how many times you say it, it makes me laugh yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it, it? You might as well... Like, I'm, it's like I'm almost willing it into non-existence. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but... It, I th- yeah, we, we, the... Um, there is plans that, that I wouldn't say again, it's not a five year plan, but there are plans to get stuff out there, maybe remix it. Not remixes in it sounds different, but it's the same song, but yeah. actual like full on genre switches of, of songs out there, maybe like drum and bass remixes of a certain like 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 blurring time, maybe. Um and stuff like that, really, but not necessarily a five year plan yet. I think once once we've got the album one out of the way, we'll be able to kind of like gauge how many years it works out to. Yeah. But it doesn't exist. No, I was going to say, it doesn't exist, so none of this is relevant anyway. So yeah, I might as well not bother asking the question. <laughs> Skip 30 seconds, please. <laughs> but I, I do love how far ahead you guys are looking. And the fact you're not just looking at the music, you're looking at this character building. You're looking at, I know you made the joke about the Netflix series, but you know, that sort of thing. You're looking outside of just, we're a band, we play music. And I think that's so important because it is the music business at the end of the day that you're trying to get into. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you've said, as long as I can get my message out there, I don't care how I get it out there, as long as I can get that message out there. It speaks a lot to you guys. It really does because mental health is a big thing these days. A lot of people are finally talking about it like they should be. So for younger people to have this band, they look up and go, there's five guys there that are happily talking about whatever they're feeling they're not embarrassed they're not ashamed to say it they're gonna say it all and i tip my hat to you guys and i'd really fly the flag for you guys for that because it's needed in today's world it really is so fair play to you guys. keep up the great work thank you man i really appreciate that as i say as long as the people who need that message find that message that's who we're there for and if anyone needs to to reach out feel free even if you're a strange you've only listened to our music once that is more than enough for us like so long as you associate yourself with uh, understanding of wanting to get yourself better and understanding that you're not alone um, in these situations, then like that's what's important to us. And just please reach out. And if you if you're alone, and please find those support networks that you need if you need them. We we did take some questions from the citizens on uh, Facebook. I incorporated mm-hmm. most of them into my questions, but as we're talking about the future, uh, a gentleman named Craig Robert Jonathan, the man with three first names. He asked a great question, and it's if you could support any band on a world tour, who would it be? Let's put that into the atmosphere. You know, you're saying you want to play the States and this sort of thing. Who would you love to go on a world tour with? Mike M. I had a feeling that might be the answer for some reason. Mike M. Mike M. <laughs> Mike M. Mike M. Or, 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 or Architects, or, or Bring Me, or or um, or Green Day. Or, I mean, there's a thousand, but I think Mike, Mike M. really captured that. What? What? I needed when I was that age of that scene for me, mm. and I want to almost give that again to that to that fan base and say like you know, okay, your kids your kids may not be into Mike and but they might be into us and because like there are people who were like you know that age at the time and adults with kids themselves that are you now teens that are getting into getting into metal and stuff and may need uh like their own their own like Mike M and I think to be able to, to associate ourselves with such a, a, a band that has captured that for, for a lot of people would be just really cool last thing for myself sir 
if people are listening to this and they're going, I like this man, I like the cut of his jib, I'm going to go check out some of his music. What's a couple of songs from the Second Cities catalogue that you'd recommend people go check out? Um, if you're into your heavier stuff, start with Friend of Mine and um, Chewing Teeth. If you're looking for something a bit more emotional, um, I'd say Misery. And if you're looking for something that's just general good driving music, I'd say Blur in Time. Um, you could also check out anything prior to those releases. Uh, but I think that, that Blur in Time onwards pretty much sets the precedent of where we start and where we aim to continue. And... Um, there's a bunch of other songs I wish I could recommend that don't exist. Maybe one day, if this hypothetical that doesn't exist album maybe. comes out, maybe one day. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stevens, do you have any more questions for our wonderful guest? I do. I have one more. I mean, when you started this whole journey, this whole Second Cities journey with the characters and the songs and everything else, did you think this is where the band would be today? No. I, I um, I, I, I never thought that we'd be able to actually get our message across to the people to two people that it matters and I'm really grateful that it does. To everybody who has been that support to us, I really appreciate that. Um like where it could go from here, I don't know. And I really hope that we continue with the momentum that that our loving fan base has given us. Um and obviously, I wish I could have done it with, like, everybody who has been part of Second Cities from the start um, in, in terms of bands or people who have been fans who have maybe no longer with us or not well enough to come to shows anymore or things like that. Like, I wish I could share it with everybody. But for those who do put, uh, who do show to, to our performances or do listen to our music or, or do react with us and do engage with us on our social media, um, I just thank you because where, where we are right now with that uh, in terms of streams, I couldn't have imagined where that we, that we would be there and that we, you know, we would be sitting on shy of like 200,000 streams um, overall over our whole, whole catalogue. Um, and I just, yeah, just, just thank you for, thank you for everyone for that. It's, it, it goes a long way. Like I said, it's well deserved. And as a '90s pop song said, "The only way is up, baby." Hey. hey. Uh, before we let you go, have it. Any plugs, social medias, websites you want people to go check out? Uh, Instagram and Facebook is where we post most of our stuff. Spotify, uh, Apple Music, wherever you can find music, you'll find Second Cities. Um, if you want to be part of our family and group, uh, our citizens, you can find us on our on our group on Facebook where you can join. If you don't want to get to a gig by yourself, like because of, you want to, don't want to walk through Birmingham City Centre by yourself, like at night or whatever, you can reach out to friends and or reach out to you, the, the the citizens in there, try and find somebody who's in a similar boat, and you know connect with those people. Um, I'd say keep an eye on our social media for upcoming performances and shows. We are coming to cities near you this year. And uh, just thank you to everybody for, for listening and just keep an eye for what's, what's to come. The album that don't exist. I feel like it needs to be called the album that doesn't exist now. I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Jamie, thank you so much for doing this, man. It means the absolute world. No, thank you for having me, guys, and uh, thank you for doing everything that you do for Sophie and and the the uh, your podcast. Fucking mint. Thank you.
thank you very much, mate. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Massively. Cheers, Joe. Thanks. Look after yourself. Thank you very much, Rafael. You literally can't get any more brewery than you. You literally can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not how I say it. He's right. Yeah. So funny every week, every week that fail that that here bit is always just so like, oh no, it's bad. And it's taking like, you 120 editions to pick on me for it. Well, I'm not picking on you for it, but it just I had to find something, right? And I'm I was scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I'm scraping, I'm scraping. So you know, so that's what I went with. Jamie, I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing. In a way, a good thing because obviously it's educating people and it's there so that people practice safe sex. But then is it a bad thing that Sainsbury's have a sex machine in their toilets? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, there's a I condom don't... machine. I don't mean a sex machine. Oh, so, okay, yeah. okay. So they're like, come on, Woo! let's go <laughs> in that facility right now. Okay, now Sainsbury's are up in their game. <laughs> but yeah, but it had like condoms as you do. And it had a weird tablet thing, which was like, perform better. Oh, God. And I was being like, oh, is that just Viagra? Like, probably. And, and they probably can't write Viagra on there because they're, mummy, mummy, <laughs> daddy, <laughs> what's mummy doing in the man's toilets? <laughs> sorry, love, what are you? Uh... Oh, sorry. I do apologize. Um, yeah, and it's like cock rings and stuff. And you're like, for Sainsbury's, really? That's a bit... I still find it weird that condom machines still exist, <laughs> let alone adding yeah, Viagra yeah. and cock rings to it. What? But I, I suppose, in a, I suppose, in a way, though, it's sort of—I was going to say secreted. That's a really fucking horrific <laughs> word. To, yeah, it's not secreted about my person, I but it, it's more um, secretive, I suppose. But if guys feel a bit like, oh, I don't really want to go and buy a whole pack in, in front of people, especially if it'd be like, because you know what's going to happen, you'll get them condoms, you'll scan them, and it'll go. Please place item in bagging area. Please place item in bagging area. Please place item in bag, especially if you get like feather, like or whatever the fuck the lightest ones are, so they don't even like touch the scales. And you just know that that you're gonna get someone like, hello, love, and you get what the fuck do you think you're doing here? <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> That's, a bit, that's the problem with these self-scans. It's like, oh, I can get stuff and not feel like I'm being like judged. But no, but as soon as that, we need to verify your age comes up. You're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you, know, you get some fucking, you get some like meringues and oranges and then some <laughs> apples and scan them. And everything's fine. As soon as you need to put anus all on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cannot find item in bagging area. Ah, ah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I put my food through. It was fine. As soon as I put this through for me fucking piles, I was fucked. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I've got massive fucking hemorrhoids, love. Yeah, that's what that's for. <laughs> the one thing I didn't want anyone to see in this whole yeah, bag yeah. of shopping <laughs> is what's causing the problem. <laughs> Sorry, guys, have a look in there. Oh, I'd rather you didn't. Oh, yeah, but I need to for security. Yeah, but... Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Even then, why would you go to Sainsbury's toilets to buy condoms? I understand when they're in pubs and things like that. You're like, oh, get your coat, you've pulled. You know, that's where you go to that sort of thing. But in Sainsbury's, you don't really generally chat people up in the fucking cabbage aisle or anything, do you? Like, Is there a cabbage aisle? I don't know. It's your first thing that fell out my face. <laughs> I wanted to say produce for some reason. I said cabbage aisle. Hello, love. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just down the fish aisle, yeah. just No, it's solely just fish. Yeah, that's it. It's just fish all the way down. 
Yeah, yeah. For some reason, they haven't collaborated it with all the frozen fish and everything. It's just, it's just massive fucking salmon. Yeah, the whole way down. I don't know why. I don't know why they fucking bother. I heard on this podcast they wanted to have fucking Christmas house and Easter house all year round, but you know, for fish is just taking fucking piss. Um, that's all right. <laughs> so there's the carrot aisle and the grape aisle and the cabbage and the cauliflower aisle. <laughs> How many types of cabbage is there to fill a whole oil? World's fucking biggest <laughs> supermarket ever. It really would be. Sorry, love. Um, I'm just looking for the biscuits. Um, oh, okay. So that's going to be down by aisle 6,424. All right, you've got a way to go. Do you, want, do, you want me to, do you want me to drive you down there? <laughs> oh, wow. I was looking for Jaffa cakes. Oh, Jaffa cakes. Oh, do you want cakes now? That's aisle 7,266. <laughs> oh, now he's sparking a debate. Are they cakes or biscuits? <laughs> They're definitely cakes. It definitely says it in the fucking name. <laughs> so, you know, biscuits are hard. Yeah. Unless you're in America, then biscuits are scones. But yeah, and, that's also and true. you're just like, whoa, whoa, hang on, what's going on here? Let's not fuck with food. We don't need to be messing around with it. Um. Anyway, the other thing on my mind, Jamie, was why is it the closer you live to somewhere, the later you are? So, <laughs> for example... Very true. For example, say I work. Say I worked two minutes down the road, and I'd be like, "Oh, do you know what? Okay, I'll get up a bit late. It'll be fine." And then you're late every day. I was talking to someone recently about it. I think when I was still in Wales, there was, there was someone I was talking to, and they was like, "Yeah, it's bullshit because I moved closer to work than because the commute was doing my head in, and now I'm late every day." <laughs> I think you take just take for granted how close you are, so you're just like. Ah, it's fine. It'll only take me two minutes to get there. Oh, no, I'm now late. Oh, no. Yeah. I start at nine. It gets like 8.55 and you should be leaving now because five minutes is probably average time. And you go, yeah, just put my shoes on. I say, oh, what's that on Facebook? Is that notification? Oh, yeah, cool. 8.59. Bollocks. It's exactly. But I suppose if you move, if you live really far away, like, I need to be careful. If I miss this train, I'm fucked. If I miss this bus, I'm going to I'm gonna leave two hours early just in case. But, but the reason but. I bring this up is because... No matter where Jamie Westwood would live, Jamie Westwood would always be half an hour early. <laughs> damn fucking right I will. You're damn right I will. That would have been like that since I was a fucking teenager. If me and my friends are meeting up in town, I'd be like, I'll oh, meet up at 12 or I'll be there at half 11. <laughs> Every time. Why? I've always done it. I don't know. I'm overly cautious about being late and I end up being really early. Even now I get to work like half an hour, 35 minutes yeah. early. I do it every time. And then go, I don't get to spend much time with my wife and kids. Don't leave as early as you do that. You fucking idiot. I can't help it. It's just in, it's built into me. I don't get those people. Oh, I want to go have a brew and just like see what's going on. Why? Oh, I've never understood that. Yeah, I know Why? people are like, I'm just going to have a yeah. brew before I start. I'm like, no. The beauty of my new job is that I start when it opens and I finish when it closes. So I've got no chance of being, oh, it's great. Yeah, it's fucking good. great. That's good. So, yes, yeah, beauty. <laughs> yeah, only only two items to bring to the sash. Have you got anything you want to bring? I to have the... actually. This um, this is actually inspired by my son Sam because he asked me a question just after Christmas. I've, I've had it here on my list. I think he should have his own fucking segment of this. Probably right? should have this right. And it's a really good question. Where the fuck do links get the name for their sense from? Who comes up with these names? More like black. Yeah, like, gold, space. Like, uh, I've never once smelt these things and thought, oh, yeah, it reminds me of space, that does. 
I guess it's because they're just named. They're trying to make it exciting, and you don't want you don't want to have like I don't know, cool body aftershave spray it makes you feel wonderful. Like that's just you know what I mean. So one word makes you go, oh yeah, because I I use black all the time. Lengths mm. black, I always nice. I love it. Um, there was one I used to use all the time that they discontinued it. I can't remember the name of it now. Um, I remember it being black and blue. Uh, I remember blue things being on it, but but yeah. So you've got like excite. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I can tell you right now, it fucking doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't excite anyone. So, to be honest with you, but I loved, I loved the whole sandalwood, cedarwood smell Ooh, sort yeah. of stuff. So, like, black is perfect, and I wear, I use the shower gel and everything. Like, I think it's one of, it's really weird. Like, you don't want to go and use Africa shower gel and then use Excite spray because that's just two different com- combinations of smell. I agree to mix the smells. Don't want that. No. I mean, you might create some sort of super concoction of links. And apparently, <laughs> according to their fucking adverts, they attract every woman you walk by. Apparently so. Apparently. So why is there not an absolute trail of women following me around? That's bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's not. <laughs> but <laughs> It's not bullshit at all. It's actually great. Um, but I don't get that advert. I, I also, I've never once heard a woman go, oh, I love the smell of links. Never once I in have. my life. <laughs> really? Yeah. You know. Tends to be people I've dated, obviously. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have had that quite a few times. So, but talking of adverts, and I just got to get this in, Vauxhall have nailed it this at this current point in time for the Vauxhall Corsa. Have you seen the Vauxhall Corsa adverts? No. Where it goes, uh, can it do this? And it goes, yes, <laughs> of course, sir. And I think it's great. <laughs> Is this the new Vauxhall Corsa Electric? Yes. Of course, And it does it for everything, and it's fucking superb, and I love it. So, yeah. Bravo, that's they're, brilliant. They're winning adverts for me at the moment, the Vauxhall Corsa. <laughs> I just really love, every time it comes on, it doesn't annoy me. I'm like, oh, finally, a car advert doesn't piss me off. Because <laughs> it's not randomly driving through some random desert or mountaintop. It does always seem to be deserts and mountains, doesn't it? Yeah. And it says... Do not drive to speed. Professional driver involved, or whatever the fuck it says at the bottom. And you're like, well, obviously, but where the fuck are these roads anyway? Who wants to go and drive in the middle of the fucking desert? No. Nope. In the middle. Oh, I want to go. On, I want to go rag me fucking Renault Clio down fucking Sahara. <laughs> rag me Renault Clio. <laughs> fuck me. Like, Stop ragging your fucking Renault. Back in Cheltenham away. You get so far down, run out of fucking petrol, and go. Oh well, I'm dead. Perfect. Because <laughs> I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere. I don't know where I've come from. <laughs> More accurate, it should just be someone sat in traffic and be like, oh, it keeps me quite cool in here. The stereo system's good while I'm sat in traffic. This is quite good. I like this car. Car adverts are like school. They teach you fuck all. (laughs) I know nothing about this car. All I know is it's it's great for mountaintop driving or desert driving for some weird (laughs) reason. That's it. I don't know what it does. I don't know what the suspension's like. Which is really going to help me in the commute to work in this city centre. And at school, see about <laughs> rhombuses and photosynthesis. I don't think I've ever needed that, like, in my life. Nope. So, have you seen a rhombus since you left school? Because I haven't. If I have, I'd not recognised it because I've not <laughs> retained that information. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. You call it a Pringles tin, not a cylinder. <laughs> Oh, let's take on my... Anyway, how anyway, are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm tired, and I got a belly full of minted lamb. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, full. No. What the fuck is wrong with minted, minted lamb? Minted lamb. Oh, dude. Yeah. I thought we were best friends. That is foul. What is wrong with you? 
No. Minted lamb. I don't eat the the weirdly the only meat that's the kid. <laughs> that is weird, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> really weird. Oh, love eating children, me. <laughs> don't give me that beef or pork shit. Just that lamb. Oh, kids, mm, tastes wonderful. <laughs> makes me think, think of Lisa in the episode of The Simpsons. Lisa, <laughs> me. I thought you loved me. <laughs> Loved me. <laughs> Please, Lisa. I thought you loved me. Loved me. <laughs> oh, another bit of lamb. Don't know, I don't know what no, lamb. it's the only meat I won't eat. I don't like it oh, at all. It's probably my favourite. But oh, yeah, you're a fucking murderer. <laughs> I don't go out there and kill them myself. <laughs> I let Mister Ass do that. <laughs> I was watching to talk about Simpsons. I watched an episode where Homer eats that biggest steak against that guy and it kills him. And it's like you get to pick your own. You know, I get to pick your own lobster in a seafood restaurant. Yes. You get to pick your own cow and they kill it in front of you. And Burns is like, mm, he looks like a lovely fellow, and like kills it. And he's like, actually, no. <laughs> and it's like five times. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Oh, but yeah. Other than tired and full, I'm good. How are you, my friend? I am also fucking knackered um, to the fact that I stayed up for most of the Super Bowl last night. Sorry, Martin and Demo. I stayed up for most of the Super Bowl last night when I had no intention of doing so. Uh, missed the best part, obviously. Missed the bit where everyone just started fucking scoring out of nowhere. Um, so I went to bed like 2.15, 2.30. But I started a brand, I started my brand new job at Specsavers today. So I've actually been out of the house for the first time in working in fucking forever. Oh, I was unreal. Weirdly, though... I posted it up on LinkedIn to be like, so oh, I'm starting a new job here. And like every, like my old CEO from Relate was like, congratulations. I was a bit like, whoa, okay. That's weird. weird. You owe me 16 pounds. <laughs> Where's my postage money, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it was like a lot of people, it was quite nice, quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of support. And then people walking by and saying, just going, the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I'm also absolutely bollocksed from Super Bowl Sunday. Um, but again, adverts were on point last night. Oh, adverts absolutely on point. Christopher Walken found Usher, Jamie. Well, we did wonder where he was after last week, so I'm glad yeah. he was found. Yeah, Christopher Walken found him. I said that he's like, Aren't you supposed to be somewhere? Like, yeah, someone say, Yeah, don't you got somewhere to be? Yeah. I love the fact the Super Bowl is the one time where all these different companies will go together like, should we link our adverts? It'd be really cool, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, I recommend the Matt Ben I also call him Matt Affleck then. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon Dunkin' Donuts advert as well. Also absolutely that. brilliant. Um where they keep rapping. So uh that's an absolute joy. Um so yeah, so Super Bowl Sunday, uh, I had no intention of watching it and then I watched three quarters. <laughs> so uh, and I didn't watch the quarter. That was actually the most important of the lot. Um, Sounds about right. But, but there we are. And, and I had every intention of watching it today on catch up. And I was like, oh, I've got some emails. I'll clear some out. And the first email I saw, Cut City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Never mind then. <laughs> Typical. You can still watch it. You don't know what happened for them to win. Well, this is very true. This is very, very true. But I don't think I want to put myself through it, to be honest with you. To have to bear that again uh, yeah. for the second year running. Um, it's just not not for me. Um, I'm surprised Nuts has not said anything actually. Um, so yeah, probably too busy wanking himself off all day. Uh, so <laughs> so yeah. Uh, oh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, 
But all I'll say is a massive shout. Taylor Swift chugging that beer. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> I, I can't help but wonder if this is the most watched Super Bowl ever because of her. Like, I never heard this much about a Super Bowl beforehand until she was involved in some Really? Like, yeah, like, I always hear about it. Don't get me wrong, but it's been everywhere this year. But the problem is it's mostly been about her. Like, not really about the teams who have been playing. Well, like I said to you last week, it's made like younger the younger generation like understand the game a bit more and stuff like that. So I suppose it's good for the fans up and coming, and it's just touching. You know, they've gone out of their target audience a little bit and hitting people they didn't think they normally would have done. I suppose. Well, fair play. So you can't really blame all she. At the end of the day, everyone that's giving her grief. She's turning up to watch her boyfriend play sport. Like she's not going. <laughs> so yeah, I, I fair play to her. Go enjoy your life, Taylor. You, you get a pass from us. It's fine. Yeah. I bet she was with somebody I'd never heard of. So I was a bit like, was it Ice Spice or something? Or yeah. Like I've, I've heard of Blake Lively of because it's Ryan Reynolds' wife and she's an actress. I knew her, but the other person, no idea. Yeah. No clue. But it's like, they all came out of force. Like Jay-Z and Beyonce were there. Tom Hanks was there. Um, uh, fucking Bradley Cooper was there. Um, he did an advert with his mum. Him and it was the guy, the two guys from Suits. Might be Verizon. I can't remember, but the Super Bowl was great. Obviously, the Deadpool advert got released yesterday. Oh. Um, I knew you were going to fucking ejaculate as soon as oh. I mentioned anything to do with superheroes. Everywhere that fucking film looks incredible. So, is it part of the MCU now? Yep. This, oh, okay. brings, this brings it all in. Very excited. Okay. I didn't know that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, we'll, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, it should be good. Um, so, yeah, man, what's been going on with you? Uh, not a fat lot. I've mostly been re- re- mostly been reanimating, to be honest. Um, also, I did that really terrible shift last week where I was doing three shifts in one week, so I was a bit all over the place. But Friday was the most stuff that happened to me, really, because I went to go see the kids. I finished doing Lena's room, yes, and then I came and saw you, and we went to have a went to a gig together, and it was fucking great. We had an absolute great time at the Bloodstock Preview Show, uh, watching our friends in Scorer, Torchbearer nameless and i'm gonna be really bad because i name of the other band we watched has gone right out of my head apathy that's the badger and we, unfortunately miss zookeeper we did miss the first band unfortunately but no we had an absolute great time and then afterwards we went back to yours and we watched dublin crust which was everybody needs to go on amazon prime right now well not right now finish finish watching this first Go watch Dublin Crust. We've spoke about it on this show God knows how many times, but we're going to say it again because now it's out there for the world to see. It is phenomenal. Our friend Baz Black, William Morgan, pe- previous people that have been on this show all did an incredible job on that film. And I cannot send them all the love and congratulations more of a tribe because they've absolutely fucking smashed it. Like, Well, they had 30, what, 30, 31 days to make it streaming and did it in under two. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how incredible is that? It's great. Oh. Phenomenal, phenomenal work. So proud of him. So proud. Yeah, the movie's amazing anyway, so. And plus, get to the end of the credits and you see a cheeky little name on there. Well, two cheeky little names on there. It's got nothing, it's got nothing to do with us, though. It's cool. Our names are incredible. I'm just really fucking proud of him. Like, it's, it, the movie's amazing. You need to go watch it. If you, It's the commitments meets the full Monty meets Train Spotting. Um, and it's just all sorts of absolutely wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, go on Amazon Prime. It's free to stream. Uh, if you don't have Amazon Prime, there is a seven-day free trial you can use to go on there and just stream the shit out of Dublin Crust uh, because it's worth every fucking penny. Absolutely is. So, 
And one last little thing for me is today I uh, a podcast that I was a guest on was released. Recorded it just before, just before Christmas, I believe it was. Uh, I was a guest on Fundamentals podcast where you basically sit down and talk all about your fandom. And mine was Kiss. And I got to spill my little heart and talk all about my favourite band to Harley from a Fundamentals podcast. So massive thank you to Harley for allowing me to come on and teach you all about Kiss because he didn't have a bloody clue about them, which made it even better for me. So hopefully I made a new fan for them. Not that they need any more, but still. It was great fun. Massive thank you to Harley for having me on. Everyone go check that out. Nice. Nice. Right. How was seeing the kids, by the way? Seeing the kids was wonderful. Got to see Harrison for a little bit. He went out with his friends. Went to Tewkesbury. Apparently it's flooded. Shock. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And saw Sam for a bit. And mostly just finished Lena's room, which was great. I'm so happy to finally fucking finish getting that done. But no, it was good fun. Good fun. I love How about you, my friend? What about you? Um, again, not a whole ass of a lot because obviously I was waiting to start work. So yeah. um, it's just been a lot of chilling, a lot of catching up with wrestling. Um, uh, Rihanna started Rihanna in today. So I'm back in Specsavers now. Um, it's just nice to be there. Nice atmosphere, decent people. Um, so yeah, that was great. And it, it was weird because it's one of those moments where I was like, oh my God, I'm a bit out of my depth here. Am I a bit like, I don't really know what I'm doing. So the morning I was a bit like, um, Let's go double check there in the afternoon. I was like, Yeah, so if you want to sit down, it's all form, you know, we'll do this, we'll take the best and it just like came back like that. I was like, Oh, haven't lost it at all. Um, so it was great making people laugh. I got called Jeffrey Dahmer, um, as always, because of the glasses I wear. Um, but she had also been called Jeffrey Dahmer because she wore similar glasses to me uh, and hated it. Um, and I said, It's okay, when I got called it, I told him he was my hero, so I. <laughs> Well, Jamie, you were with me. It was at 2000 Trees. Um, I remember that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I just, just like, oh, uh, okay. Um, obviously, it's not. It was just... <laughs> no. uh, just because, obviously, people think they're fucking hilarious when they come out with little insults like that to, like, make themselves feel better. And then you just embrace it, and they go, oh, um, I don't want to see myself anymore. Um, so, yeah, that was great. Uh, I went for coffee with Martin yesterday. Uh, I went and saw my mum. Um, she told me how lovely it is to be back. Had to have me back, which was nice. Nah. Um, I watched Scotland get absolutely robbed in the rugby on Saturday night, Saturday afternoon. For anybody who's a rugby fan, who listens to this. That ball was fucking grounded. You could see it was grounded, and that ref is a cock. So um, I it was Scotland won. No, we lost. Right. Oh. But we scored at the very, very end, and you could see the ball go from the guy's boot and touch the ground, and he had full control, and the ref went, yeah, it's not clear, it's not a try. It fucking was a try. It touched grass. It did It did everything. It was clear as day. We scored right there to, to win the game, and the ref factors over. So get in the bin. Bullshit. Um, yeah, I was, man, I was, I was absolutely livid. And there's a England fan behind me, because I was watching the frog, who turned around and he went, as much as I don't like your country, you deserve to win that game. That was a try. I was like, is this a backhanded compliment? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> kind of weird. And then he went, yeah, I wanted you to win the Nations. I was like, all right, well, it's not my fault. Like, <laughs> what, me? I'm, I'm not playing rugby. <laughs> sorry. Um, but we should have won that game and it made me angry and I need to move on before I get even worse. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was the only Scotland fan there. And... <laughs> There was a there was like three minutes left, and Carl Rowe was just banging it down the wing, and I, I I I it's one of those weird things where it was like an out of body experience. I lost my shit, but I didn't 
it was just like I just I just started doing it without realizing I was doing it. That makes sense. I was just stood on the chair, just going, "Oh girl, go on, girl!" Like I was just, but it, but it felt like I was. I didn't, it was hard. Like I wasn't in control of myself. It was very weird. Um, I'm not in my own house right now. I shouldn't be doing this. I do yeah. apologize. Yeah, people were loving it, and that's how I think everyone knew. It's like, ah, oh, it's a Scott over there. Um, <laughs> we have England next. Ooh. Yeah, not this weekend. The weekend after, and I've already, get, I've already first day of work. Hi, mate. Um, would it be possible to leave an hour early on Saturday the twenty fourth? <laughs> anyway, don't ask, don't get. Well, true, very true. Um, so I'll find out. So uh, hopefully that's a couple of days. Um, if not, no drama. Uh, yeah. So other than that, I've been watching. I caught with Vicky quite a bit. I've seen her quite a lot. Uh, it's been quite nice. Helped to tidy your house up. Um, just a bit of a clean. I think you know sometimes things get well, as you know, uh, shit gets overwhelming. So, um, so I've seen her quite a bit. Uh, and like I said, start a new job today. And uh, see my mum. Other than that, mate, not a whole ass of a lot's going on. Well, I believe we're all caught up. We are. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Brayden from Say We Can Fly. Just letting you know, I've got a brand new merch store out there. Please let me say the and, link. Uh, let me say the link, please. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yes, you can say. You can say the link. Yes. All right. Okay. So the link for the shop. So the link for is... the link for the shop is www.saywecanfly.com. Shop. All right, good job, Seamus. So www.saywecanfly.shop, uh, 10% off if you use the, co- oh, the let code. Let me say the code, oh, let me Seamus. say the code, please. Okay, fine, you can say the code. Uh, if you use the code. The code is Dechronicles. What? No, it's not. Dechronicles. No, it's not. De- it's The Chronicles, Seamus. Yeah, that's what I okay? said. The Chronicles at checkout, all right? You, you get 10% off. 10% off. Yes, oh, yes, they know. They know, Seamus. Okay. I'm just trying to help, all right? Visit www.saywecanfly.shop and use code THE CHRONICLES for 10% off your order. Available at participating Say We Can Fly restaurants and web stores. Some restrictions may apply, but probably not. So, Jamie, it's time for your favorite segment of this week. Oh, here it is. Sub Count Street Chains. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you in Callum's Treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Hello, this week's Treachings come from the set of my own podcast, That Gym Couple Podcast, that I host with my partner, Lucy, where we discuss all things gyms, fitness, gym anxiety, and a bunch of other stuff in between. If you do have the opportunity to come and check us out, at That Gym Couple Podcast on Spotify and YouTube. We'd very much appreciate it. Ah, another edition of Callum. We we love having the weekly Callum just in our face. It's great. Um, but without further ado, Jamie, uh, what is he tweeting us this week? Knowing how much of a book you've got left to read can be a spoiler in itself. Ooh, that's, that's clever. That's very clever. I always, with reading... I really love it. I enjoy it. I've got fucking loads of books. My fucking laptop's sat on loads right now. But like, I always, I I always get invested and really enjoy. Do you always find like, sometimes you go a chapter too far, like too much? <laughs> what do you mean? Do you know what I mean? So you're like, really enjoy like, this is great. I really enjoy this. This is great. Blah, blah, blah. You get to the next chapter, you go, should I stop? No, I'll, I'll go one more. I'll go one more. But then you find, I don't know, this is probably my attention span. But I find that when I'm half through the chapter or two, three pages in, I don't want to stop midway through it because oh, yeah, you yeah. kind of like get lost in what's going on. But I find myself going, how many pages are left? 
right? <laughs> and and then I I kind of like skim. I don't actually read it properly. Yeah, I do that a lot. I know exactly what you mean. I've done that before, yeah. Because you're like, I'm really invested in this story. I want to keep it going. But at the same time, I could do with doing this and this. But at the same time, I need to finish the... Oh, I'll read it really fast. That'll work. That'll work. Yeah. yeah it but, it's, but it makes a good point because in a way, you kind of go, well, the twist, the twist has got to come soon, surely. Because yeah. there's, only not, there's only five left. Or so, you know, someone's going to die or whatever. But yeah, that's a, that's actually a really clever. I don't want to take the piss out of that. I feel like it's a really, no, really clever. That is really, I've never thought of it like that. That is really clever. I like it. I love how his mind works. It's a beautiful mind. It really is. I've never seen that film. But uh, Russell Crowe, isn't it? I think so, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you're reading the biography, it's not really, there's it, it, not really much to be spoiled. But I suppose if you're reading like a proper story, because I love reading McHeron. Mm. Um, who did slow horse done slow horses and it's like got eight eight books of it. Um yeah, I'm loving those. So there's but that seems the shit seems to happen all the time with that, do you know what I mean? Mm. I quite like his style. There's there's no real like big twist, you just like shit just consistently keeps happening, like fucking hell. Um so yeah. But I've got I've to be honest with you, I've got nothing for that. I'm just gonna No, I feel, that's a beautiful treat. That's not one we can laugh at. That is a you've got a fucking good point there, sir. I like yeah. I like and I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to people's reactions. I'm of like, <laughs> oh, like they've been enlightened, like awakened. Uh, oh my God, my life is so much more complete now. I can see clearly. So, yeah. But we'll move on. Uh, what else is uh, Callum treating us this week? Most countries have a Ministry of Defence, but none have a Ministry of Attack. Unless you're Russia, I suppose. Well, but, but, yeah. <laughs> that's all they fucking are. Well, um, that is kind of interesting. That is a good point. Because if anyone were to attack, like, well, we would be fine because we've got the Ministry of Defence. But it's uh, I can imagine World War Two. Right, we're going to fuck these Germans up and we're going to get them out of Austria and Poland, etc. Anyone know what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> anyone know what's going on? Like, what exactly... Well, and you got one side like we're gonna do, we're gonna do a pincer movement. And what, what? What's that? What exactly are you saying to me, Colonel, Admiral, Chief, uh, Boss? Whatever your fucking name is. Yeah. <laughs> so, at the same time, do you want to be that one country that has a Ministry of Attack? And like, oh, it's that bully bastards over there. They've planned out how they're going to attack us, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, Britain. Britain went into Germany. Just went. Fuck. <laughs> call France, call France. We're gonna have to. Do they know what's going on? No. Oh shit. Okay. There's only one left to do, Miss President. <laughs> call the Americans in. I bet they've got one. I bet Trump was all over that sort of shit. Just, just imagine we're going into Germany. Like, do me a favor. Can you hit me first? Because I'll know <laughs> what to do then. But we're going fucking clear right now. <laughs> If you just give it just, a, just a little punch or a butt with the back of the gun, and it, yeah, whatever it needs, and, and then and what happens is that it all like kicks in for me because at this point they're just sat there with guns at each other, like. So what happens here? Who starts? I don't know. Yeah, what we what we supposed to? Yeah, and it's almost like you know when they uh, in the same program where they went the did the beaches and they got bombed and fucking blown. It's like Germany just went fuck it. Ah! <laughs> Just throw whatever at him. Oh, I don't know what's going on. It's like everyone got really scared and startled and confused and just started like, bombing and throwing bullets everywhere. <laughs> throwing bullets. Die, bastard. Oh, I got um, me in the eye, you prick. 
Ow! That really hurt! <laughs> Who throws a shoe? Who throws a shoe? Honestly. Um, so, <laughs> I'd love that. If, if there's like bomb stuff, and then all of a sudden you see like satsumas and like <laughs> footwear. And, and it's like, what the fuck's going on here? And a pet a pair out of nowhere. <laughs> we don't know what to do. We've never yeah. attacked before, we're guessing. Yeah. Well, we're not really sure why we're even here. <laughs> I, 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 my mum my mom wanted to come on holiday. I'm 82, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, oh, I, I, I can imagine, like, with the bayonets <laughs> in the end. Is it uh, so, okay, if I stabbed you a little? <laughs> I stabbed a little, then we, then we scuffle, yes? <laughs> Once again, it makes a really fucking good Very point. Good point. <laughs> really fucking good point. But finally, Jamie, what else is Callum teaching us this week? Your younger self is actually an older version of you. Wait, what? Your younger version? Your younger self is an older version of you. Because... Because it's further away. So you were younger, but that's an old version, because now it's new you. Oh, boy, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when I got there, my brain just went, not tonight, please. Okay, we've had four hours sleep. We have no <laughs> idea what's going on. We don't even have a Ministry of Attack here. Like, can we just please move on? <laughs> I oh. don't know how to defend against logic. <laughs> yeah, because my brain just went, I'm not getting younger, I'm getting older. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was like, so I don't get it. What do you mean? My younger self is old. What? No, Callum, <laughs> get out of my head and stop fucking with it, please. <laughs> Mr. Darren fucking Brown. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> what should we see? It's an illusion. It's an illusion. Um, so is it? Yeah, I guess. I think, yeah. I, just, I did just explain how, but I'm that confused now that I'm not even sure I got it right. But you've never grown up, so you've never hey. become an old <laughs> Come on, mate. Who wants a fucking dinosaur, dinosaur bathroom, whatever the bullshit fucking thing you're doing? Rude. So, it's true, though. <laughs> it's true, but still rude. How does a T-Rex wipe his ass? With great difficulty. Exactly. It, wouldn't mean... even, it can't even like, get it back. Yes, but it's... his arms are there, which makes him perfect for holding a toilet roll. Okay. <laughs> Shit, he's got me there. So... Yeah. All right, mate. Okay. No worries. Um, anyway, back to this absolutely confusing as ass fucking or whatever the hell's going on. But no, he does make a very good point. He does it's make kind of, no just re- confuse the shit out of us. It's really concerning though to think that we're getting we're we're getting closer to forty now. And you're like, but I was only young, like ten years ago. I know. You know, you kinda of like I used to go out all the time and like do stuff and See people, you know. I used to actually be able to stay up till five a.m. I can't fucking do that. Oh. Do you ever have those moments where you're like, "I'm really old, but I'm also really young. I'm, I'm, I'm not even middle age yet. I've still got another what I've just done again yet." Fucking hell! Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's nuts. It, it's so weird how I mean, we've talked about how time works and like an age and that sort of stuff. Loads and loads of fucking times. You know, about how I think kids get bored easy because they've got nothing to reflect on sort of thing. Whereas as we get older, time, sorry, time goes faster for us because yeah. we've been here for fucking ages. 
So, oh, dude, it, there's just moments where it's like, you know, I know a lot of people be like, oh, you should live in the moment and like life's too short, but it genuinely really fucking is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Is. Like, you need to just enjoy every fucking second that you're here because it is too short. Before you know it, you're going to be in your 60s like, Jesus, well, I'm retiring now. No, we're in Britain, mate. We're not retiring to a 94. Yeah, this is very, <laughs> this is very true. This is very fucking true. But, it, you know, in all seriousness, it's just life really does pass you by. And oh, like yeah. it's, it's 2024 now. And like, I talked to my dad and he's like, hey, and I'm like, oh, he's getting deaf. And I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> like, this is super weird. He's still funny as ass, but it's just like, you know, and I keep seeing videos of like actors and actresses. I'm sorry to get serious. I don't mean to. We'll get back to the funny shit in a minute. Um, but like, I keep seeing actors and actresses like winning awards going like, your mum and dad are still here. Just tell me you love them all the time. It goes, because a lot of people don't get that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you get to that point now where like my parents are, I know my parents are quite young anyway. They're in their late fifties, but it's like, yeah, at some stage that's not going to be possible anymore. Scary shit, man. Like the whole the whole death thing and everything just scares the fuck oh, out of me. So. I don't like thinking about death because it freaks me out. It, yeah, like, it's weird. Really, really freaks me out. I don't okay. like thinking about it. Callum, thank you for another second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go have a panic attack now. Cheers. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> just don't think about it. Um you know, think about the fact that they're making Zootropolis 2, Frozen 3, and Toy Story 5 and Moana 2. Toy Story, stop fucking with it. Leave it alone. I was literally about to say that one. I'm not on board with. They Leave it ended alone. It perfectly with four. You don't need it. You ended it perfectly with three. Now three was fucking depressing. It needed a happy one afterwards to end the legacy. Oh, three was a tough watch. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. You just stop. It's because when they do well, they go. We need more money. Yeah. Let's make way more money. And it's like don't stop butchering fucking franchises and ruining them by bleeding them dry for no fucking. Look at look at the Fast and Furious, Jesus Christ! Oh, yeah, like, I think the Toy Story as well because they introduced new characters in the last one. They go, the kids love these new characters. Let's yeah. do more. Like, no, just don't. Yes, Forky was fun, but we don't need any more of him. No. <laughs> but Callum, thank you so much for those treatings once again. They were absolutely glorious as always, and I now have to fucking follow again. You do indeed. It's time for Tom's Journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Another edition of Tom's Journal. So, Jamie, kids are so fucking hilarious, right? I love them. One of the teachers just has a kid coming off the bus. So how was the weather? This kid with the straightest face just said, you must have parked inside the school. <laughs> I couldn't contain the out loud laugh. She's mad at him. <laughs> oh, that is one sassy, quick-witted kid. The future's yeah. okay. Well, for him it is, yeah. Or yeah. them, whoever they are. Me. If you drink this coffee... You're going to get jittery, anxious, and you're going to feel a little sick later. My brain, mm, good bean juice tastes like chocolate, make me go fast. <laughs> I just get weird that people call coffee bean juice. Yeah, I weird. know it is, but it's just weird. 
Yeah, stop doing it. <laughs> We're not kids here, guys, all right? <laughs> Me. Well, it turns out, right, that it isn't even illegal to have the light on inside the car whilst you're driving. Like, not even a little bit, therapist. And you're saying that's where the trust issues began. <laughs> I thought until not even that long ago that that was the case, that it was illegal to have a light on. I only found out when I think Becky said something to Olivia. She's like, it's distracting. I was like, I thought it was illegal. Like, you couldn't do it. She's like, no, it's just distracting to the driver. I was like, shit, I've learned something today. (laughs) 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 Yes, nuts, isn't it? That's part of it. It's like when um, people turn corners too quickly. So you hold on to the thing above the door, but with one finger. <laughs> yeah, because that's really gonna fucking keep you safe. That this is my stability handle. I'm very stable now. <laughs> I once heard Scar described as what plays in a 13-year-old kid's head when he gets extra mozzarella sticks, and nothing in this world is any more accurate. <laughs> Love mozzarella sticks. They're unbelievable. They are incredible. (laughs) Courtroom exchange of the day. Attorney. Doctor. So before you performed this autopsy, did you check for a pulse? (laughs) Witness. No. Attorney. And did you check for blood pressure? Witness. No. Attorney. And did you check for breathing? Witness. No. Attorney. So... Then it is possible that the patient was alive when you began the autopsy. Witness, no. Attorney, well, how can you be so sure, doctor? Witness, because his brain was sitting on my desk in a jar. (laughs) Attorney, but could the patient have still been alive nevertheless? Witness, yes, it is possible that he could have been alive and practicing law. Bravo, sir. Bravo. I think you'll agree with this. I think you'll get on board. I believe Kinder Buenos should have three bars in them because two is not enough. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kinder Buenos are just... Yeah, they're pretty great, aren't they? Like, they're pretty fucking great. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think Kinder have ever done anything bad now I'm thinking about it, though. No, I don't think they have. Oh, it's German though, isn't it? So, is it German or Austrian? Yeah, German. Ah, yeah. That's why it's great. Yeah, European chocolate is always wonderful. Yeah. British people be having sex like, "Mm, yes, splendid. Ah, indeed, scrumptious. Carry on. Good heavens, I'm arriving. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me a family guy. This is a sexy of the English people. <laughs> jolly good, jolly good, jolly good, jolly good. And I've arrived. <laughs> Has anyone ever had like an experience with an evil entity following them around? Yeah, but once the potty trainer tends to be a bit more independent, they tend to settle down. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I've got a wife and kids. <laughs> Devil. And this is the lake of lava that you'll be spending eternity in. Me. Well, actually, we're underground, so it'll be magma. <laughs> Devil. 
This is why you're here, you realize. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> There's a burger at my nan's door. Fucking hell, this Sophie S. Baxter tune sounds a bit shit. No, that is fucking incredible. I've had that in my head since my friend sent it to me. It's incredible. There's a burger at my nan's door. <laughs> but you cannot eat red meat. If she has one bite, she just might die. It's fucking brilliant. Arriving in hell. Oh my god, it's you! I'm such a huge fan of your eggs. The devil. <laughs> 9pm, I'm going to bed now. 10pm, I'm going to bed now. 11pm, I'm going to bed now. Midnight, I'm going to bed now. 1am, 1, 1 I'm going to go to bed now. 2am, going to go to bed now. 3am, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Is that you? I feel like that's you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, flight attendant, can I offer some free headphones? Guy, definitely, but how do you know my name is Phones? <laughs> and that was another edition of Tom's Journal. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> that, was, that was almost stupid, but also beautiful. So it's like yeah. that middle ground beautiness. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's fucking great. Yeah. Amazing. Great work as always, sir. <laughs> it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can change uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. And we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there. Absolutely. Hey there guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults, and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. To find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do, and more importantly, how you can help, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com. Me, 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 Mr. Stevens. Me, 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 Mr. Stevens. Jamie. 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 Jamie, 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 Jamie. <laughs> it's audience participation time, baby. Participate, participate. <laughs> Participate, bitch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate. 
Jamie's participation challenge. That was fucking beautiful. Kiss and Brian Adams just coming together beautifully. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> this week, I said, inspired by good friend of the show, Mally Malpass, this week we are asking the question, what non-offensive words make a great insult slash swear words? What say you, Mr. Stevens? I am partial to a bit of melon. Do like melon, yes. Also sausage. Yes. Melon and sausage are fantastic. I also throw in spoon. Okay. Like spoon. You absolute I spoon. I called someone else's dog a sausage um, after I dropped you off at the train station. Amazing. Yeah, because it walked right under my feet. And I said, I was like, oh, no, no, I don't want to kick you. What are you getting under my feet for? Anyway, you little sausage. And the owner laughed his head off. So I was like, thank God for that. <laughs> I'll put you fine. This is not a sausage dog. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I found that funny. I don't care. Anyway, let's get some audience answers. Abby Lloyd, she says, honestly, anything that follows utter, absolute, or complete works. You absolute acorn. You utter melt. You complete potato. She's right. It works so well. <laughs> Becky Westwood. Pleb. Spoon. Twit. Plank. Knob jockey. I feel knob jockey is an offensive one. But the it rest, yeah. the rest, absolutely, especially a plank. I do like calling people a plank. <laughs> Jerry Sheen, you're a full ham. <laughs> must be an Irish thing. It must be. It really made me laugh, though. <laughs> Ruby Goodwin, hmm, I use melt and helmet a fair bit. Whether they are good insults or not, that ups for a debate. I've heard melt quite a few times. I do like melt. That's a good one. <laughs> Nina Hewitson. Chuff Nugget, a plebeian monkey hugger. <laughs> monkey hugger is super. Chuff Nugget's better. <laughs> I couldn't imagine someone a monkey hugger. I... Really tickled me. Oh. <laughs> Phil Jolly, he says, you have to use a yam yam accent. Yo, toe rag. Oh. Even though Brummy, I hate doing that. Nicola Babenza, mother clucker, mother trucker, shut the front door. All things we have to say in the office because we're not allowed to swear. Yeah, that works. Not a, is she an adult? <laughs> well, not she, work, she works school. in a school. I just remember she works in a school. Oh, uh, but that makes sense now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> Harrison Smith, my son, says, I'm partial to you're an insufferable oaf. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. Lisa Sobis, you complete cream horn. It's not an insult. Cream horns are delicious. I haven't had a cream horn in years. <laughs> I love Paulie Dobson, you're a wet wipe. Nice. I like that one. Ollie Nightingale, you melon. Graham White, you're a buffoon. Call someone a buffoon and mean it. It feels good just to say it. I'm going to do that. I'm going to call someone a baboon now. Oh. <laughs> Alex Graham. Smeghead. Red Dwarf is full of them. Goit. Gimboid. All my personal favourites. Red Dwarf was great for insults, to be fair. <laughs> Joe Flory. As we've just had a baby, everyone is now a hecker. And everything is a load of bobbins. And if you stub your toe, you shout sugar buffs. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Polly Bar. Oh, Bottoms is a common one that I like to use. 
Former guest of the show, William Morgan, says pox bottle, numpty, muppet, spanner, dipstick. All superb. All superb. Oh, I'll give you a few more. I'll give you four more. <laughs> Owen Edmonds. Possibly the most offensive one on here. You utter Tory. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. I'm the most offensive one there. <laughs> and he inspired this post. It's Mr. Mally Malpass. Herbert is great. What are you up to, you flipping Herbert? <laughs> In his Bristolian accent. A Herbert? Isn't it just a man's name? Oh, yeah. It works. It sounds good, but <laughs> it's just the man's name. <laughs> what I love about these. Give you two more. This one made me laugh so much. You know the things that make me laugh, and I don't really know why they make me laugh, but this really tickled me. Lauren Mayo. My personal fave is, you're an unseasoned piece of chicken. <laughs> really made me chuckle. Oh. And last but not least, it's our good friend, Ryan Williams. I actually have a few different words for a few different scenarios, depending on what's going on. Like if someone's telling me like a bullshit type story or something bullshit's going on, I say, that's a bunch of malarkey. If someone is acting like an ass, I tell them to stop being a donkey. Clever, clever. If somebody has just pissed me off in general and hanging with my buddies, I call them a taint tickler. <laughs> taint tickler. Fucking brilliant. And then I've got a list of words I can just call people in general. You're a jester, a porcupine hugger, a dodo, a Trump supporter. <laughs> A meathead, a yuppie scum for the entitled. Finally, something I've picked up from my daughter is I would say, stop being a pickle. I like that one. I want to just adapt all of these into my everyday life now. They're fucking brilliant. You never make a coherent sentence ever again. Never. But I'm a brummy. When did I ever? This is a very good point. <laughs> But we appreciate everybody that participates in Jamie's Challenge, so thank you so much. Uh, but if you enjoy Jamie's Participation Challenge, Tom's Journal, Callum's Treachings, the absolute fucking what that we talked about at the beginning, and the interview, uh, you'll enjoy the other 119 editions of Chronicles of Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts from. So that'll be at TCO Pod all over social media, at TCO Pod or at the Chronicles of Podcast, and subscribe to us at uh, on YouTube at the Chronicles of Podcast. Hit subscribe, hit that bell to get notified when new videos are released, and comment to your heart's content. Before we get out of here, let's say a thank you to a few of our friends. Every single piece of music you heard on this show was brought to you by the wonderful Mr. Matt Roberts. Check him out on all social medias at Matt Roberts Music. Go follow him on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your beautiful music from. And of course, we have to say a massive thank you to Mr. Braden Barry and his Say We Can Fly dot shop. Go check out Mr. Barry and his wonderful store. You can get yourself some wonderful merch and apparel you can get yourself some signed photos some handwritten lyrics you name it it's all there head on over there say we can fly dot shop enter discount code the chronicles and get yourself 10 percent off your order and last but not least the sophie lancaster foundation the stamping out prejudice hatred and intolerance everywhere this is a charity that means the absolute world to me and mr stevens that's why we flag fly their flag every single week if you're not familiar with sophie's story head on over to sophielancasterfoundation.com find out all about sophie's story what they're doing to make sure this never happens ever again to people in the alternative community and see what you can do to help and last but not least a massive thank you to my wonderful handsome co-host over there appreciate you my friend right back at you right back at you jamie another great addition in the bag another great addition indeed 120 yeah, Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. It's graciously appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule. But as for this week, we'll see you all 
next week. Oh, yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.